Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to your bonus episode on the Square Circle Podcast. I am your host, Marie Shadows. And on this unique bonus episode, I will be talking about how AEW could have captured their women's division to make it strong, to make it powerful, and to make it exciting, like how we have the Impact Knockout division and the ideas and probably practices AEW could have started from the get-go and take a keynote from Impact because Impact Wrestling is still making strides in their women's division to be one of the best in the industry today. You guys can listen to my full Impact Wrestling review. It is the first Impact Wrestling review that I have on the Square Circle podcast. I am coming back into the Impact family after 14 years of not watching it. So guys, don't hate me at all. But it is a start and I love it. And I just want to have these conversations with you guys because it's important. Women's wrestling is definitely important. We never said it wasn't, but just to bring more eyes to it and more ideas of how to break out as a woman, how to be strong and confident and the things that you should look out for and improve on, I got you covered in this little mini episode. Again, you could go listen to the 30-minute Impact Wrestling Review, also on the Square Circle Podcast, but I thought I would do you guys the favor and just take this snippet out for you guys to enjoy. So let's just jump right into it, and I'll see you guys in the end. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is my review of Impact Wrestling. Overall, I had a fun time watching the show. And doing this review for you guys, I did want to link it to AEW and how they can entrust their women to also lead by example the same way that TNA, the same way that Impact Wrestling allows their women to lead by example. I honestly think that when AEW first started and they were thinking about how they were going to form their women's division. Now, I'm all for homegrown talent where you have your AEW originals, right? Because AEW should have their originals. And that should be basically half the woman roster. However, getting Joshi wrestlers and bringing them in were good for a while. However, if you don't have enough vignettes for your women wrestlers that come from Japan, that come from Spain, that come from anywhere else that's not the United States, it may not get over with the casual plus hardcore fans that are here in the United States. That's where we have the disconnect when it comes to the Joshi wrestlers being introduced to AEW. And I understand there's a lot of footage out there. There's a lot of studying that I can do and provide better information. However, I'm providing information from how a regular casual fan will perceive a woman's division without having that extra help. Sometimes you need to hold the fan's hand in what you want them to expect and what you want them to understand about the AEW product and the AEW women's division. It does not mean that you have to spoon feed them everything like WWE. What it means is that you want to take the time to capture your audience by giving them something to hold on to, by giving them something to enjoy and understand why the Joshi women wrestlers are the best 
wrestlers in Japan and why they're coming over here to win the hearts of the American people. The American philosophies and the Japanese philosophies when it comes to professional wrestling is completely different. Completely different. I remember when I was on the Zoom call when it was Kenny and Michael Nakazawa talking to students in Japan about pro wrestling and how that and how all that entwines with life and being a creative and focusing on how to learn English and all that kind of stuff. So I remember that Kenny had mentioned that in Japan, the social structure for professional wrestling is that the Japanese wrestlers know their place. There is nothing like here in America where if you are unsatisfied with your place, you either voice your opinion or quit or try to get a different leg up or something like that. Americans are very vocal. Japanese wrestlers are not so vocal. They might be vocal, but sometimes they turn it down or they understand the position that they're in and they work a hundred times harder to move up to gain that satisfaction. Here in America, they don't. So sometimes I feel like when Joshi wrestlers come over, it's a hard transition to get them to want to have the American people like them as much. And I only say that because Riho is the perfect example because she was the first AEW Women's Champion. And I did not see a very appeal to her. She was cute. She was adorable. She was small. But everyone else put her on a high pedestal of, oh my gosh, she's so great. Oh my gosh, she's this, she's that. It didn't translate well to her matches, especially when she was fighting American women versus when she fights her colleagues. There was a different atmosphere between both matches. And sometimes you need more women's matches to get the flow going, the chemistry going, so that way the American audience can be like, all right, I'll cheer for Riho. All right, I'll buy a shirt for Riho and support her the same way with Emi Sakura, who did the Freddie Mercury gimmick. And not all Americans know Queen, like Queen, and I might be wrong, but then again, I might not. But it didn't translate over well. And I was even like, she needs something new. She can't take a gimmick that in Japan they highly love Queen over here to the States. If she did it in Europe, that'd be great because Queen is from Europe, but here in the States it didn't translate well. And, you know, again, there's that disconnect. If they would have started with the mindset of growing homegrown American talent in AEW, then that would be the best starting point. So you have your AEW original females, and then you branch out and you grab other females who are great, and you cultivate a women's division like that, similar to how Impact Wrestling did. Impact Wrestling did that in the beginning days. They had their homegrown Impact talent, even if most of the women did come over from WWE, but it was a starting point and a launching pad to have the TNA Impact Women's Division as strong as it is currently. And that's one lesson that AEW probably should have took from TNA from the get-go. So that way AEW is not in this scrambling predicament because we're in a pandemic to start grabbing women who 
been doing this on the indies for a while to bring us great women wrestling. There are homegrown talent in AEW, which is Britt Baker. She's been there since the very beginning. Big Swole is a great add to the AEW women's division. So is Reba. So is Penelope. So is so is Allie. And you have so many others. I just wish that there was a little bit more consistency with the women's division and the women's wrestling. My biggest thing would be asking these women what they want. What they want to achieve in pro wrestling, what they want to achieve in AEW, and try to build off of stories from that. Because sometimes the things that you want turn into the best storylines ever produced. And even if it's a little cliche, you could definitely go off that route. But I don't know if any of these women are being asked, what do you want to achieve? What are your goals in AEW? What are your goals in professional wrestling? Once you figure out your goals in whatever you want to accomplish, the story is going to be that much deeper and the audience is going to connect with you because you never know that someone out there might be feeling the same way and doesn't know how to get over the hurdle of achieving what they want to achieve. That's why I think having conversations with these athletes in the back and trying to jump off of their hopes and dreams will make a better product than just throwing things together, booking it on the fly, and waiting for women to come up to you and be like, hey, I want to pitch a story. This is what I want to do. Sometimes both men and women in this business don't know how to pitch that story to their bookers and they are going to get lost in the shuffle. And that's why they need a person, a voice of reason like myself, Marie Shadows, to push that for them. I've seen it many times while I'm on the indies. And I mentioned this very briefly on the Duke Loves Wrestling podcast, which he's a fantastic host. And I love that I was on his podcast and I want to do it again one day. And yeah, I've been on the indies and I heard behind the scenes of sometimes wrestlers don't know how to push themselves or they don't understand their character. And there's no one there to help guide them. There's no one there to help them. Sure, when they talk to their buddies about the stuff that they're feeling frustrated about, their buddies can only help but so much, but... You do need an extra person behind the scenes to help push their story, their voice, their hopes and dreams and their goals. And that's the reason why I love doing this podcast is to bring awareness that sometimes things in the business need to change and help people get encouraged to make sure that they can pitch the appropriate stories to their booker and let their booker know that this is me, this is my character, this is what I want to do, and this is the program I want to work with, with such and such. And you know, I understand that not every story is going to be made, and not every pitch is going to be heard, but it doesn't mean that you can't not try. That's all it is. But I think I've ranted enough about 
Impact Wrestling's women's division and how AEW should have started their women's division. And I hope both sides of the table does not get angry at me or hate me for just expressing an opinion and idea of how it could have worked, of just trying to improve the product that I love and trying to improve a company that I dearly love that I will be reviewing next, right after this Impact podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Marie Shadows, the host of the Square Circle podcast, and I hope you enjoy that little tidbit of my thoughts on how AEW could have capitalized on their women's division the same way that TNA slash Impact Wrestling did from the beginning all the way to now. Obviously, AEW does care about their women's division. They care about their fans. They care about the fans' input. And I am just one in a sea of other people who want to see AEW succeed. Me, I want to see them succeed 10 times over because they are a great company. They are definitely the alternative. And they need to boost up and have faith in their women in order to lead the division forward. These are just my thoughts. If you guys enjoyed my thoughts, always, always, always support the show by listening, commenting, and sharing on all social media platforms. The Square Circle Podcast can be found on anchor.fm forward slash Square Circle Podcast. There you can listen to it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your podcasts on. And Anchor is really cool because you guys can definitely leave me a voicemail. I will gladly listen to what you have to say, play it on the podcast, and discuss it. You can also leave me a tip via Anchor itself. Another way to show your support for the Square Circle Podcast and all of my other hobbies, such as writing my murder mystery wrestling novel, Rookie, talking about all types of wrestling, and possibly my cooking, head over to patreon.com forward slash rookie SCP. With your help and all of the help in the wrestling community, the Square Circle Podcast has no limit on its growth, and I highly thank each and every one of you for tuning in around the world to listen to me speak about these important topics. Again, thank you so much. Make sure to share, spread the love, and I'll see you guys in the next episode.